Welcome back, everybody, to the MMA Amigos podcast. I'm your host, Gabe, and I'm joined by uh, our good friend, Tiny Socks. Juan Carlitos Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Juan Carlitos. Me That's llamo good. Carlitos. Very nice. <laughs> um, that just reminded me of that uh, Carlitos. Uh, that reminded me of the... <laughs> that somewhat controversial caricature from uh, the Mexican breads. Oh, I'm sure, uh, the N-word our... bimbo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably a good thing that they switched that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. say. Um, yeah, because that was not great. There's a lot of controversy surrounding that, especially during that a couple of years ago and all that uh, very um, heavy stuff happened. So. Yeah, Listen, but I just, I I'm just excited for anybody <laughs> listening to this to get on Google and find out what we're talking about. I know it's gonna be horrible. I apologize <laughs> to the listeners because it is not great. Just, but some people probably will know what we're talking about. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, all you brown people out there, are you are all you brown folk? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, off that bread topic, you know who did get that bread? Ilya Tuporia. Ilya Tuporia. He went ape. He went ape, my friends. Uh, yes, rough night for a lot of Volkanovsky fans, as I'm sure that many of you has seen, have seen the news. Uh, Volk was defeated round two, three minutes and 32 seconds in by a right hook, a perfectly placed right hook, if I might say, and by Ilya Tuporia. And they did say, Joe did say, might be one of the best right hooks ever seen oh, yeah. in the UFC. Dude, it was nuts. Dude, it was nuts. I don't think I've ever seen a fighter... You know what, actually? <laughs> there is one fighter that has put in a hook like that that has knocked somebody out, and that's Israel Adesanya. That one... And the knockout that Ilya Taporia just had on Alex Volkanovsky were incredible knockouts, both of them. I would say that Ilya's was a lot more, I guess, like a, a stopping. Because <laughs> it did, I mean, Izzy's knockout to, obviously, Pereira was insane. And he stopped and good. But, mm-hmm. dude, this one, Alex ate it and he was just out. He just laid down. Dude, it you was can watch the out cold, just a starch, right? Like very rarely mm-hmm. do you see these types of knockouts, right? And they're they're exciting for sure. But I mean, usually mm-hmm. you get hit, you fall, and then there's a flurry that comes after, and then they call it a TKO. Nah, this was a clean hook right to the chin, and he was out cold, bro. Just standing mm-hmm. to the ground. It was horrible. I hated it so much. I know. I saw you crying. <laughs> it was, I was crying. I was crying. Okay. I'm not afraid to admit it. I was crying watching my boy Volk on the ground. You think he changes? He you like think he died, dude. You think he changes his name from the great to the not so great? <laughs> <laughs> the mediocre. <laughs> Alex, the mediocre. <laughs> no, he's not mediocre. He's definitely still the great. I think he's still... I mean, uh, I think... Uh, Dana White said it in his in the post conference for the fights. He said that Alex is still probably the greatest in that division for sure, and I do agree with Dana. Um, but obviously, Ilya Taporia is going to start making some some waves in that division. Oh, for sure, especially considering the manner and he that he knocked Alex out. It was insane, dude. It was insane. I mean, it's um, it's beautiful, right? Just to be able to see someone 
come in and take on the champ in that way. I mean, knocking mm-hmm. him out, it's no question, right? No question. Mm-hmm. Didn't leave it up to judges. Didn't leave it up to, to anything outside of just that hook, right? And right. Uh, that's what you'd like to see out of uh, someone taking on the belt for the first time, right? Now, the question is, you know, can he defend it? I think Ilya has the skills to be able to defend this belt for quite mm-hmm. some time. I agree. And I honestly don't think if Alex gets the rematch, unfortunately, I just don't think he takes it. To be honest, I think it's uh I think it would be crazy if he did. And then we would just be in like another situation of uh kind of that belt's going to be tossed around between those two guys for until somebody decides to move up away class or move down away class, which is unlikely. Well, I think everybody, I think everybody too, at the end of that was, you know, partly expecting Volkanovski to retire. I know, I know you and I were definitely right. Like I know we were sitting there like, oh, you know what? He got starched. He took that, that loss to Islam so hard. I mean, everyone's seen Mm -hmm. the, the clips and the, the countdown to UFC and all those, right. Where he had a mental obstacle to overcome after getting knocked out by Islam. And obviously his daughters had an issue with it, right? Like <laughs> so after. now now imagine that, man. So I just would be like, oh dad, so now there's two people who can break into our house and beat you up. That's <laughs> so after he did him so dirty. Oh man. So, no, no. crazy, crazy. Um but yeah, I guess uh, we kind of jumped like straight to the end, but let's start off with the uh the beginning here. So First fight in the night, at least on the main card. There are plenty of other fights. And uh, just to mention, uh, one of the fights prior to the main card, really great fight. We probably should have spoken about it um, in our in our last episode, but Amanda Lemos versus Mackenzie Dern. One fight in the night, and uh, it didn't end going to Amanda Lemos, but I think we could definitely argue that it could have gone to Dern either or. Oh, dude, Both Dern. of them put up a yeah. hell of a fight. It was super efficient, and... Uh, Honestly, I think most of us thought Dern was going to lose that fight considering what happened the first round, but yeah, you take it away, Carlos. Nah, man. I mean, listen, I think Dern's an underrated fighter. I was telling you this during the Mm -hmm. fight. I think that she's got the skill set to be a legitimate contender, and I think that we saw glimpses of that in that fight. I mean, she took some heavy, heavy hits, pieced up her face, and she still was able to stay in there. I think that the thing that's going to really change uh, Mackenzie Dern up is, is some striking. I think if she works on her striking, her ground game is there. Uh, she could really be a, a solid contender. But Lemos had the better hits. I mean, you look at you look at the damage dealt that that fight, and Lemos doesn't look like she fought. You know, a lot of what Mackenzie did was on the ground, and that's where she shines most of the time. You give her a little bit of stand up and. You know it becomes a problem for her so i'd like to see her come back I'd like to see her maybe switch up her her fight camp a little bit to to include some better uh striking coaches but overall it was a very exciting fight and i mean who doesn't like to watch some uh some good old carnage so yeah dude that was a great fight i think i i'm pretty sure that uh Dern broke her nose like oh in yeah the first round of the fight that was nuts yeah um but yeah so We'll move on to the main event card. We had first Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopulov. Uh, and just to give you guys a reminder, unfortunately, we couldn't we didn't get Carlos's predictions into this uh, into the last episode, but to give you guys a reminder of 
my prediction and Alex's prediction, mine was round two KO from Roman. Alex also echoed that, but a TKO. And we were completely wrong. Um, Anthony Hernandez, Anthony Fluffy Hernandez came in with a second round submission at three minutes and 30 or three minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, I honestly was not expecting that at all. I was juiced to see Hernandez win. Um, he's a great fighter, man. To be honest, I, I hadn't seen very many of his fights prior to this. I had seen Roman fight once and he was awesome. Um, but Anthony Hernandez, I hadn't seen, but I really props to him, man. He, he, he definitely good. changed my view. He looked really good. Him. He looked dominant. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, from round one, you could just kind of tell he was setting the pace. Oh yeah. He was, Dude, he, he kept was, pressure high. Yeah. Too. He that was, was keeping the thing. pressure, understanding the distance for strikes. I mean, dude was all over the place. And then you take it into the second round and he was trying to land that rear naked, got it mm -hmm. across that chin. You thought maybe Coppola was going to tap. Then he lets him up just a little bit and then just sinks one even deeper, right? Just right underneath yeah. and it was game over. I mean, you have Hernandez just looking into the camera and just smiling, right? I mean, the guy yeah, knew what was up, and he knew. He those, knew uh, if you had him. Those betting odds. Oh man, sorry if you bet for Coppola, man. That's that's a tough, tough loss. But Hernandez will be fun, man. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be one to look forward to. I think he he really solidified his name up there with uh, with someone who's exciting and somebody that I think we'll see on on some more pay per views in the coming months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's uh, he's definitely gonna make some. Uh, some enemies within the weight class but i think he's got the skills to back it up so fluffy. yeah man yeah mr fluffy that was a great fight loved it and get somebody to watch now another fighter to be excited for like carlos is saying uh but yeah the next fight dude this next fight was awesome dude, i loved it i, I loved think, it. <laughs> uh, i don't know man i so again let me give you guys an update on or a reminder what we prediction our prediction was mine was round three tko by cejudo and alex actually had marab via split decision and uh, alex nailed it it was a uh, rob or marab it is actually unanimous decision but we'll still give it to him we'll say uh we, he, he got the decision right yeah, so participation we'll trophies could be handed out freaking <laughs> Damn, show, dude. Dude, you're freaking <laughs> shitting on him he's not even here to you listen himself. man he, <laughs> listen with alex volkanovsky's <laughs> loss it at uh, least puts Alex a little closer to Volk's level now. Maybe they can contend true. for the for the title of who's the better the Alex. <laughs> the better Alex. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yes, so Marab was completely dominant with the former champ. Completely could just put on a masterclass, honestly. Crazy, crazy to be honest. Uh, in the first round, it did seem, and we were talking about this during the fight, it did seem Marab maybe underestimated Cejudo because it seemed like Marab was slowing down a little bit and Cejudo was dominating very well through the first round. And it wasn't until about the end of the round that uh, we started to see Marab kind of uh, wake up a little bit. You know, like maybe mm -hmm. he, and I think he spoke about this in the post-fight interview, but... I think he wasn't fully warmed up at the time. And uh, I think that's why he was a little bit slow in the beginning because he turned it on, dude. Round was, two and three. That pressure. Nuts. Nice, man. I mean, listen, there's two things that need to be studied after this fight. First and foremost, Marab's just insane cardio. 
right? His condition. Dude, got they got to study him, that thing, man. He's like breathing he out of his nose the entire time. He is the Prius, man. That thing's going to run you forever. I mean. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and then secondly, the rise and fall of the cringe lord himself, Henry Cejudo. <laughs> like, what is this guy, man? He goes from being an Olympic gold medalist, triple C champ, right? Like mm-hmm. retiring. And now he freaking puts on this performance. Like, man. It was it's Shit, it's dude. sad to man the, like, oh, dude i used to love watching him fight and now i'm just like dude mm-hmm. this guy this guy this chia pet of a man <laughs> damn <laughs> nah, dude, his hair just the dude, way it bounces around the <laughs> dude I'll, I'll i'll call it henry suit right now bro freaking <laughs> okay dude you know who has more of a uh a chia pet head is robert whitaker i feel like his hair is definitely more chia pet. <laughs> it's, uh, dude it's it's definitely Sahudo. he takes he takes it every time man just the way that that hair grows out just the way it bounces listen i'll take on Sahudo anytime bro I, i'm calling okay, it right dude. now i'm calling it right now dude second round i get knocked okay. out we'll call it good <laughs> yeah that's good that's a little bit closer. <laughs> I was expe- I would expect. Dude, and um, listen, the only reason I make it out of the first round is because I'm just running around the ring, dude. <laughs> ah, shit! Get away! Ah, ah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be just calling funny him, to calling him a Mexican to his face. Yeah, you Mexican? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Rob coming in, dude. It, so pre-fight interview, he comes in with the uh, Mexican flag, and he said, "This is for all you Mexicans out there." immediately makes him uh, 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 the token Mexican. And then after the fight, you know what flag he pulls up in? The American flag. Yeah, dude. This guy's a dog. I you know, know. I, I saw that, man. He's just trying to get fans from all over the place. Yep, for real. Uh, I kind of shit on Marab in the last episode, as many of you guys know, um, if you listen, I guess. But my main frustration with Marab was that he did not want to fight for the title. And this was brought up multiple times throughout this week and uh, uh, kind of leading up to the event. And it was even brought up after the fight in the post interviews with Dana White. And Dana White kind of hit it right on the head. It was like, we we don't really love that within this world. You know, you're going to be a fighter to do your job and and to do to give the fans kind of what they want, you know, and you can't really be, I guess, you can't like, be selective. Uh, uh, you can't be selective. Yeah, you can't be selective. Exactly, you can't be selective to who you want to fight, who you want to take the title from, regardless if it's your homie. You know, like yeah, that might suck ass, but at the end of the day, the title is there to decide who is the baddest of the bad, bro. That's who's the best of the best of that division, and if you're not willing to kind of nut up and go against your other, the opponents that you may not want to go up against, then you're not the baddest of the bad, you know? And uh, that's why I kind of shit on Marab. But the more I like, the more I, I see him, I see him fight, the the more I start to like him. I still don't really like that aspect of, of hey, I didn't want to fight my homie. And now we'll never, ever see something like that because Sterling is moving up. But I would have loved to see who was better, you know? Sometimes it happens. You you take a look at George Jorge Masvidal as well as uh, and uh, Colby Covington. They were, they were partners, dude. They were training yeah. in the same gym. They were homies. But obviously, like, you have a falling out. I mean, that's to an extreme extent, mm-hmm. you know? I'm sure that wouldn't have happened with these fools, but... I think it would have been fun to see Marab and Sterling fight. I think that would have been a great sell too. A lot of people would be like, oh, this is going to be sick. You know, two uh, former former uh, training buddies now 
come and try and uh, fight for the title. Yeah, for but, sure, man. And I think that, yeah. you know, as you look at it, right, I I think that most fight teams are aware enough to not stack up people like this, mm-hmm. right? Not stack up teammates like this. I think that Marab just has been on the up and they didn't anticipate it. I don't think that his mm-hmm. fight team anticipated that he would be a contender to Sterling. And now they're in the right. situation where it's like, oh shit, this guy is the real deal. I mean, of course, he's training with the champ. They have a championship level training camp and team. And of course, he's going to rise up and, and get there. So yeah, I agree with you, man. I think it would be cool to see those two fight. But I mean, overall for blood, you know, it's better that they that they split up and maybe at some point we see him come around with some bad blood and uh, and hit it off the way that uh, Covington and Masvidal did. You know, maybe one of them will make out with the other one's wife or something. Who knows? <laughs> Damn, or just like shit on their other ones, like kids or something crazy. Yeah, they'll slide into <laughs> me DMs. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, but uh, can crazy, I just, crazy. I just want to bring up too, man, just Marab holding Cejudo in a guillotine as yeah, he looks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. At the freaking dude, that was nuts. At the at freaking the android the himself. Android man. Yeah. <laughs> that was nuts, dude. That was nuts. I think he Marab couldn't have fought a better fight last night than uh he did honestly because in the second round guys like it was nuts marab just scoops up cejudo and he's almost like toying with him it was very clear who the better fighter was at that point dude and cejudo just laid there he didn't try to get out yeah he literally just sat in the guillotine he was like this is my fate my ass in the face of the android (laughs) seriously Seriously, dude, like it looked like Henry Cejudo is ready starting OnlyFans with his freaking ass up like that. <laughs> Straight up, bro. He was like posing for the camera. Him and him and Mackenzie Dern, dude. Nuts. They can both retire and just go. <laughs> just go on and do their OnlyFans. Um Yeah, man. It was nuts. It was nuts. He Marab kind of like put it into perspective on how much this division has changed and how much the skill set has changed. It is uh, it is astronomically better than what it was five years ago. Even when Cejudo was fighting in the UFC, it's nuts, dude. Dude, give and me back Mighty no Mouse. Mighty Mouse will eat them all alive. You, yeah. Well, he's still been fighting. He didn't That's retire. What I'm I know, dude. But know? I'm saying, bring back to the UFC. Pay the man some money. Pay the man some scrilla. Some People scrilla. would be scared. I think. That guy's a dog. For for uh, for those of you that don't know, Mighty Mouse or Demetrius Johnson used to be a uh, bantamweight fighter in the UFC, and he was phenomenal. He was one of the best. And I'm sure you guys have seen videos of this, but he has one of the greatest submissions of like all time. Oh, yeah. He goes in for a takedown, and then as he's taking this guy down, he switches it to an armbar. Insane, like lands armbar and just gets a lands submission. Lands an armbar, yeah, and then gets a submission. Insane, and I'm sure once I've said that, you guys are like, "Oh shit, that's that's who they're talking about." Like, it's very very popular video, but um yeah, man, that'd be sweet to to get him back. That'd be awesome. I would love it. I I would pay pay per view money to see him beat up Henry Cejudo. Yeah, I would too. Listen, I'm just I would, I'm, I would pay for the ticket to go. I, it's true, dude. Listen, I I I spoke about Cody Garbrandt. I'm so excited to watch him get knocked out in uh, UFC 300. But uh, <laughs> I have such gonna, a disdain for this. Guy. I'm, just, so I listen, I'm just gonna add Henry Cejudo to that list now. I used to love the man. I used to love the man. But listen, if you can get me some nice Henry Cejudo, yeah, I, you know, I just want to see someone starch him now. That'd be nice. Add it just to the highlight reel. <laughs> uh, that's another thing too that i think a lot of us were surprised by is that he didn't retire 
because yeah. he said he was going to retire. If he lost to Marab, he said he was going to retire. And then he said if he won, he was going to move up. And neither of those things came to fruition. Maybe which, maybe he's on the hunt for his red panty night, you know? Him and Ilya. <laughs> yeah, hey, red panty night. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but listen, man, um, let's talk about the most boring fight of the night. Of the, the cuck night. Yeah, man literally. himself. Ian Machado Gary versus Jeff Neal, man. What they should just call him Ian Cuckold Gary. <laughs> Ian Cuckold Gary, man. Gosh dang. That's a good name. This guy. Hey, again, I stated it this the last episode. UFC, feel free to use that. You don't need to pay me royalties. You don't need to do anything. Feel free to use it. That's a Ian Cuckold Gary. I'll I'll, That's all you. I'll DM Joe for you, dude. We'll see if he can slide it in there. He's like Ian Cuck, <laughs> uh, I mean uh Machado Gary. <laughs> Ian Cuck, that was so <laughs> F. Um, yeah, this fight was boring, man. I, uh, I, oh, well, let me give you guys a, another reminder of what we picked. So I picked round one KO Neil again. I say this again last episode, but I was just kind of going crazy. I was like, oh, you know what? I don't even care. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go nuts on this one. So that was not an actual one. I thought Gary was going to win, but I don't know. It's fun to, fun to say something wild, but. Then we had Alex around two TKO from Gary, which neither of those happened. Uh, we got a round or a unanimous decision for Gary. Split and, decision uh, for Gary, but yeah. What, oh, was it split? I mm -hmm. thought it was unanimous. Yeah, split. Sorry, guys. Uh, yes, split decision. So, oh yeah, there was one that was very skewed, wasn't it? It was like, wasn't it like 30 to 27 Dude, or something? Dude, two 30 to 27s and one 28, 29. That's crazy. Yeah, the 30 to 27 is insane. I mean, listen, this fight... It was boring. It was close. Listen, yeah, it was Ian Gary has no place in the division. I'll say it right now. He Whoa. just listen. Yeah, he's coming off of amazing wins, but he once he gets up to the world class, guys. I mm -hmm. I just don't think he's got it. He went off. He went up against Jeff like Jeff Neal, man. Like mm -hmm. that guy is it's Jeff Neal. Jeff Jeff Neal, Neal right? Like mm -hmm. he isn't world class. Right, like mm, no, maybe at some point, and but now, like that should have been an easy win for Gary. Truthfully, mm. should have been an easy win, and he let it go split decision. Yeah, you know? no, I I do agree with you. Actually, I well, I don't agree that he doesn't have a place in the. He division. doesn't have a place. I think. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I still think he's a good fighter. I definitely think he's a great fighter. Actually, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, all these guys are professionals. Can, of course, they're good fighters. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think. Once we start, let's think about it. We've got number seven, Stephen Thompson, six, Sean Brady, five, Colby Covington, four, Gilbert Burns, three, Shavkat, two, Bilal Muhammad, one, Kamar, Kamaru Usman, and Leon Edwards. That's Those are the, after his new ranking, those are the people that he would have to fight, which he's is- He's not getting anywhere with any no, of those guys. Yeah, he's not. You know who they should have him fight? Wonder Boy. Freaking no, dude. Kevin Holland. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a nice stylistic matchup for sure. Yeah, that would be a great fight. I, uh, but yeah, Holland no, beats this him is every day of the week, though, fight. man. Holland, Holland eats him alive. You think so? Yeah, it makes him retire the name Machado, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, this was a very boring fight. When I mean, there was no fireworks, no nothing. And the the worst thing about this is that Gary is known to be like a firework fighter. You know, he's known to put guys out. And so is Jeff. 
honestly, I mean, they call him hands of steel for a reason is because he knocks guys out in his last fight against Shavkat, arguably put up the best performance against Shavkat that anybody's put up up until that point, you know? And so you have this guy that has gone up against one of the gr- one of the better people in the division already, and then you have this unbeaten uh, young youngin that's coming up the ranks that calls himself the future and the kind of like taller, more vanilla looking McGregor, and then <laughs> we get like a, a dull ass fight. It was frustrating to say the least. Like well, we sat there for. Probably, I mean, it was 15 minutes of just nothingness yeah, the whole time. 15 minutes of nothing. Your wife fell asleep. My girlfriend fell asleep. I almost fell asleep. Yep. You know, it is what it is. Whatever. This fight sucked. Yeah. We'll kind of just blow through this one because it did suck. Um, well, I don't know if we said this, but it, the win did go to Ian Gary. Um, but yeah, now next to a banger, which we oh, all did so know good. was going to be a banger. Phenomenal fight, dude. Phenomenal. Gosh, if I were to um, marry any man in the world, it'd be Robert Whitaker. <laughs> dude, you wouldn't do Paulo Costa now nah, with his dude, it'd be, nice it'd hair be plugs? Wabi Whitaker. <laughs> Wabi Whitaker. Wabi Whitaker. Um, here are our predictions. Mine was U- Whitaker, unanimous decision. And Alex also echoed that Whitaker, unanimous decision. And I believe that's what it was. Oh my gosh, correct? are you guys freaking fortune tellers? I'm a seer. I'm a seer, dude. What can I say? Dude, okay. So here's the thing amazing fight banger from mm-hmm. start to end but mm-hmm. let me just highlight the quickness of paulo costa's kicks those yeah, things quick, from the beginning man like okay so was it first round or second round? i can't remember paulo caught that kick on yeah, the left side yeah paulo caught yeah, dude, that was robert first. whitaker with a spinning back kick right to the jaw and it Robert Whitaker does a little freaking bachata dance da, 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 and then stays <laughs> up and then he gets saved by the bell it was insane, Dude, man. That round, nuts. if that round goes any longer, you see mm-hmm. Paulo take that. No, 100%. He would have won via knockout or TKO at that point but dude Whitaker was on he was dancing dude he looked like a like a chicken without his head for real. <laughs> it was nuts. We were all like, "Oh my gosh, this fight's over." And then there goes the bell. And then and here then, comes Wobby Whitaker. I know, dude. He came in I mean, they call him the Reaper for a reason, dude. He came in like I haven't seen him in years. Honestly, he Dude, was, it was like so when he fought Vittori, man. It was when he like he fought yeah, Vittori. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Just like it the nuts, man. just the the sprints, man. I mean, you watch this guy, he's setting it up, doing his feints, and the and the commentators kept talking about this, right? They kept saying, like, Costa doesn't faint, Costa doesn't faint, and you have Robbie Whitaker right there just setting up his feints and he'd sprint, pop, pop, pop. The entire time, man, he just was putting on a striking clinic. It was, it was beautiful. It was great. Yeah. I love this fight, man. I think one thing that Whitaker did really, really well in this fight was take out one of Costa's like biggest threats, his kicks in because from the very beginning to the very end of the fight, Whitaker was laying in on uh, uh, Costa's left calf, like bad dude. His left calf was looking horrible by the end of the fight. And he completely, completely muted that uh, out of his kind of arsenal of weapons. And so I think that was, it was great, man. It was a really good fight to watch. Oh, you know, one thing that I forgot to mention was that, uh, that that hematoma, like horrible. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. The same thing. It was filthy, dude. It was nasty. Like it was, uh, I think it was very, uh, it was early on. It was from a front kick. 
from Mirab to Cejudo's uh, forearm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I felt like a dog because I saw it and I was like, dude, why is nobody saying anything about this? And I told these guys that we were watching the fights with, I was like, hey, you guys see that Cejudo's uh, forearm? It's like disgusting. It's it's swelling up like crazy. And they're like, oh yeah, that's nuts. Why haven't they said anything? And then third round, freaking Mr. Joe Rogan thinks he's a dog, even though I already got to it five minutes prior to. Dude, you should send me some DMs or I'll be like, listen, your commentating skills need brushing up. I am Gabriel. (laughs) I already tried to DM him. I said, Joe, you better oil up Dana. And he blocked me. So I can't, I don't have access to DM him anymore. (laughs) He blocked my entire IP. So anything, I can't even make a fake account anymore um, to DM him. You know what? You know why though, right? Because he was, he wanted to be oiled up, not Dana. Yeah. He was just mad. That's why DC didn't join because everybody's like, oh, Dana, get oiled up. And DC's like, no, dude, I want to get oiled up. Dude, I would pay pay pay-per-view bucks to see. Freaking Daniel Cormier oh, all oiled up. And oh, man. Just, ah. Filthy. <laughs> um, yes, back to this co-main event. Great fight. I think uh, I do want to slightly change my view on Paulo Costa. I still think that he does not deserve to be as high as he is in the uh, middleweight division. <laughs> However... <laughs> Dude, you know it's true. You see him? However, however, I think Costa has definitely leveled up his game. You know, he came off of a five or a three, three year kind of like stint of not fighting. And uh, I think he was going to come in and not really do so great, but he was really good, man. He was quick on his feet. He, uh, he kept pressure high. He was very intense and he gave us a... Yeah, it was a, I think it it was a solid like fight. A really good performance. This is this yeah. is the one where I was surprised with the scoring because everyone two scored it 29-28, solid. Mm-hmm. One scored it 30-27. I do not think that that yeah, is I don't, that, I don't that. think that's that's right at all. I think Paulo put on a an amazing fight. I really do. I think both these guys came mm-hmm. out with what they trained at and they executed to the best of their abilities and in the end it was it was robert whitaker obviously it took it but paulo put on a good fight man i'm excited to see what he come up with next um because those those kicks man he looked crisp not only the kicks but also his jabs uh it was all it was all fast it was all fast and on the money and you know just wabi whitaker has that dog in him <laughs> he does and Paulo Costa did make weight. Also, a little thing to look forward to. Carlos told me yesterday, and he said, I promise I'm going to do this for the uh, listeners and the fans of the uh, podcast, but he's going to break down every single uh, Brazilian (laughs) fighter and actually every single fighter that has ever fought in the (laughs) UFC and find out who has not made weight the most. Yeah, Um, yeah. He said he'll probably get it done within a day or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to interview every single one of them and uh, and get their feedback and uh, how they cut weight. All all that data will be available to you guys in the next uh, 20 minutes. Oh, 20 minutes? Yeah. Really? Yep, thanks. I thought you said like 15 minutes but I, okay obviously not holding your promises so yeah. that's cool um let's move on <laughs> um, no but i do uh, just to give you guys a little bit of an insight and i guess carlos you can speak on this but he carlos is a uh, a wizard of data that wizard harry yeah 
Uh, he is a data analyst, so I was asking him yesterday. By day, I'm a data like, analyst. By night, I talk shit on this podcast. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I was telling him last night, I was like, I'd be very interested to see, and he didn't think it would be a feasible thing to try to figure out. And I said, dude, you're the data analyst. You should just try to figure it out yourself. And uh, he agreed. He said, okay, dude. Okay, fine. <laughs> now, listen, so, I I will try to find it. There's got to be data collection on, on fighters that have missed weight um, somewhere on the internet. I'll try to find it, but no, nah, man, that's insane. Okay. That's so much data to have. No, to you can go and do it. yourself. hate you. And oh, okay. I hope that you get knocked out the way Alexander Volkanovsky got knocked out. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's the end of the up, uh, the podcast for <laughs> forever. Forever. So, that's later. it. Bye. Uh, but yes, end of the fight. Obviously, went to Whitaker. Put on a great performance. Costa put on a great performance. Um, mind you, both of them. This fight actually did not get any fight of the night, performance of the night, any or not anything. Uh, but it was stated in the last uh, or in the post interview. One of the. Uh, analysts there one of the i don't know interviewees whatever you want to call him asked dana white if they were going to win anything and dana said oh they didn't but we'll take care of them for you so we'll see i don't know if anything actually came to fruition from that but i hope so because both of them do deserve Dude, dana's some just sort gonna, of bonus dana's just gonna send them selfies of them all oiled up and be like here you it's go just gonna boys. be the bald it's just gonna be his head with a <laughs> oil on it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man Dude. okay so Last last fight of the night to the main event. We obviously spoke about this already in the beginning, so we won't uh, we won't go too deep on what happened. But yeah, man, this was tough. I think all of us had Alex winning. To be honest, for at sure. Least, at least us three did. But what did I say I right said, before uh, the fight? What did I say right before the fight? I said uh, Ilya had a chance. I did. You did. And I tried to refute it. So let me give you guys a prediction, our prediction. So actually, Alex did have round three submission Ilya. Um, I had round three Volk TKO. And Ilya himself had himself first or second round KO, Mm -hmm. which is badass, man. So cool when people call out, you know? Again, man, this is like the georgian slash spaniard version of conor mcgregor he has the exact same not the exact same he has a very similar <laughs> very, tattoo on his on chest his spine man. on his oh. back yeah <laughs> and then uh you know what mcgregor used to do i mean he was like that's like one of the things that made him so famous is that he would call his fights like that he would say i'm gonna get x y and z on I this, this round whatever yeah exactly and so um i don't know man Ilya, Ilya did what he said what he was going to do you know the guy already had in his bio prior this whole fight week that he was the featherweight champ which is nuts dude just put it into the universe yeah dude it's that it's all about that uh that like uh what's what's it called the (laughs) crap i forgot the name where where you like bring things to fruition from your brain yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I don't, don't know what I don't it's know called. But dude, this guy, yeah. this guy just set out. He was on his mission, man, to to mm-hmm. make sure that Volk's kids knew there was another man in the world <laughs> that could break into their house and beat no. up their dad. Yeah, dude, it's so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. There's really not much more to say than what we said. No, and this was a tough I just fight to I want to highlight too. Ilya looked good from the beginning. He had mm-hmm. amazing pressure right from the get go. You can't say that he came in and got lucky. 
It was not mm-hmm. a lucky KO. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. He came in with a game plan. He kept distance. He he parried. He did what he needed to. And then as soon as he saw an opportunity, he rushed in with a flurry of shots. Mind you, he probably took, it was probably like a four or five punch combo that he threw. And the very last punch in the combo is what clipped Volk mm-hmm. right on the chin. I mean, that not clipped him. I mean, it landed solid. So it was, dude, he ate that shit. It was bad, man. Yeah. And this is not to say though, that Alex did not put up a good fight. No, he too. looked good. I think, uh, in the very first round, it looked like it was definitely going Ilya's way. But then in the last half, Volk kind of started turning it on. He started fighting really good. And then the beginning of the second, I mean, keep in mind, this knockout came three rounds, three minutes and 32 seconds into the second round. But prior to this, the three minutes, Volk was looking really good. He was keeping good distance. He was keeping good um, kind of a, 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 like understanding of the ring and where he was well, at with cutting corners but the way dude, he needed to he looked good he looked crisp oh yeah. he looked good he he did and but that's the thing you know and this is this is why so many people love mma is because you can see something going one way and it can completely change within a matter of seconds and that's what's so exciting about the sport you know that's what's so amazing and what brings people in is the kind of like the the uncertainty of things on paper you could look at a fight and say oh this is definitely gonna go one way or the other you know you look at somebody like robert whitaker and paulo costa which paulo costa kind of towers over whitaker you know you look at that and you think dude this guy's body of a god exactly like if you had no prior knowledge of who Robert Whitaker was and who Paulo Costa was, you put a picture of those two fools up against each other and you ask some random person and say, hey, if these two guys fought, who would win? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say Costa. But then you watch the fight and it goes, honestly, like the complete opposite, you know, like obviously Robert Whitaker didn't win by a magnificent like fashion, but he put on a really good clinical fight. And then you watch, you look at Alex Volkanovsky and all these fighters are like, dude, Volk has an amazing record in the UFC. He's been a dog in the featherweight division for the last like six or seven years. You know, ain't no way Ilya Teporia is going to come in and take this belt from him. And then you get Ilya Teporia knocking Volk out with a right hook in an extravagant fashion, you know? And so that's one of the wonderful things about the sport and the and kind of sometimes the shittiest thing about the sport, you know? You, your favorite fighter could be doing phenomenal and then, then get knocked the F out happens, in the man. next second. Listen, everyone know? everyone will, will see a rise and fall at some point. Some of them are mm-hmm. worse than others. And I don't think we've seen the, obviously haven't seen the last of Volk. I would not be surprised if they run it back again. I know Ilya doesn't want it to be run back immediately. Uh, mm. But listen, I think that I think the fans would love it. I think it would be an awesome pay per view event. Run it mm. back, run it back in Spain. Freaking take it to take it to Ilya's front door, <laughs> right? Like yeah, give dude, give so Volk an immediate rematch and let's see this thing happen. Yeah, dude. To to hit on that, uh, it was actually brought up last night in the post fight interview as well to Dana, and they said, "Hey, are you going to bring this fight to?" Spain, you know, this is where Ilya wants to do it. And Volk said, Hey, I'm down to go to Spain. I don't care where it's at. I want to do a rematch. And like literally right there and right there, uh, the interview 
he's like, Hey, or Dana was like, well, is there any stadium out there that could hold us or anything like that? That could, uh, that could carry the promotion for us. And he's like, Oh, well the new real Madrid, um, or real Madrid, uh, I think it was real Madrid. I don't remember actually, but, uh, one of these new stadiums that they just built, it can hold like 80,000 people. And he's like, Oh really? Is that indoor or outdoor? And he's like, Oh, it's indoor. And then, <laughs> it's uh, he's like, oh, really? He's like, Oh, there it is. That'll work. Like, and Ilya's just like, you. okay. <laughs> yeah, he's in the back like, what the hell? <laughs> dude, the hell? Shut the hell up, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, shut up, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good fight. I think uh, really, again, it was, it was upsetting to see, but it's also very exciting to see somebody like this. Kind of like, again, a new wave of fighter. You know, you got, you got f- three new champs in the last couple of months that are mm-hmm. all like new you know sean o'malley somebody that i don't think very many people even thought he was going to be able to get it to title contention now is the champ and you got the violent andrew garfield bro look up pictures of andrew garfield and sean o'malley oh shit you're kind of actually the violent andrew garfield (laughs) (laughs) that's funny um but yeah man we're in a we're in a new new wave in the UFC. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of really clinical fights, but also we're going to start getting a lot more of those crazy knockouts in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's exciting so, time. It's exciting time. And here we are. It's a brink of 299 that is definitely going to outsell 300 because 300 oh, yeah. is a shit it's show. A shit. Shit. So if, for those of you that don't know, the main event has been announced and we've got Alex Pereira, Versus, um, oh shit! Why did I just forget his name? Uh, uh, freak. Freaking Jam- Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill. That's what I was. Sorry, uh, Jamal Hill is coming off of an Achilles tear, so he's been uh, in recovery the last seven, eight, nine months or so. Um, so yeah, Alex Pereira is actually intern. Or no, he did. He, Hill vacated his title. He vacated his title, yep. and then uh, Alex Pereira got the the interim belt. And then fought against uh, um, Prohaska and then won the belt. Yeah. Officially. You know, just a horrible. I mean, listen, that fight, any other pay per view, I'm in. Not for 300, mm-hmm. though. Not for 300. Not though. for 300. Nope. We Not waited all this time, didn't even see Dana get oily, like just mm-hmm. a letdown. But listen, 299 is here. 299. Yeah. We'll have some bangers. And then the only thing we have to look forward to is Cody Garbrandt getting knocked out for 300. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's going to be, that'll be a really good fight. 299 is going to be awesome. I think, I uh, think, uh, Cheeto and Sean O'Malley better put on a phenomenal, uh, performance for us. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good fights on 300, mind you. There are, there are, there's some good ones, but there's not the main event is definitely not what everybody thought it was going to be i'm i'm not quite sure why uh they didn't try to get or try more to get like connor on this card obviously they connor would bring in the most money for sure for sure no matter what and so i don't know maybe something's going on with contracting money stuff like that it's hard and dana talked about it last night but it's hard to get somebody like connor into the uh into the fighting world right now because he's so rich you know he doesn't really have a reason to need to he fight doesn't need a he's got so much night. money listen man exactly. all i'm saying is michael chandler's wife should have pulled a jolie poirier <laughs> slid into those dms and gave us oh a chance at an amazing 
<laughs> title shot for oh or not God. title shot, but main event for three hundred. Because listen, man, <laughs> I, I just I'm ready to see those two guys scrap. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I Mrs. Chandler, is. where are you? Send those DMs. <laughs> Send them over. Send them over. Um, so yeah, I think uh, we'll uh, we'll get some good fights in 300, but definitely a fight to look forward to is going to be 298 or 99. Sorry, um, we will be definitely covering all of these fights. We'll be covering oh, yeah. 299 for sure, as well as we want to cover a fight night. Actually, Ooh. this fight night is a Mexican Mexico card. Very exciting. This is a sleeper card for Moreno. sure. Rodriguez yeah, Ortega, dude. my gosh, dude! Rodriguez Ortega's got me all hot and heavy, dude. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> uh, we got Raul Rosas as well on this card, and Ugh. then the uh, the other. There's another kind of like a um, up and coming fighter who was oh Daniel Zell Huber. He's also kind of new into the division as well, so put on a good performance last time he fought. But yeah, man, this Lots is a sleeper card. Lots this is to a, come. Yeah, this is a Mexico card exclusively, which is exciting. And we've got a lot of Mexican fighters on this card. So, yeah, we'll cover this guy as well as 299. So look forward to all that. But, yeah, that's our uh, that's kind of our breakdown for you guys on yes, UFC sir. 298. Uh, great fights all throughout. I think the only one that disappointed was the freaking cook. Uh, Jeff Neal versus uh, Ian Gary or Ian cuckold Gary. So <laughs> the cuck Lord yeah, himself. hopefully <laughs> the cuckold himself. Um, hopefully we see a better fight out of Gary this next time or whenever he ends up fighting again. But yeah, Put Zuck that was in it the for ring. us for now. Fine. Yeah. Put Zuck into the ring. Yeah, that'd yeah. be sick. Put the old Zuck in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, please, uh, please give us a, give us a follow on our, our socials guys. We've got an Instagram now it's MMA amigos. Give us a, a, a follow, a shout out, send us a DM. We'd love to slide into me DMs, slide into me DMs. Um, yeah, this will, if you guys do reach out, it'll help us kind of gauge what you guys like, what you don't like, what you guys want to hear more about. Give um, me the data. Give you the data. Yeah. Like you said, we've got a data analyst. So if you want to be more data heavy, data heavy, uh, stat heavy, we can definitely get to that route. Um, but yeah. As of right now, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you sh- make sure you share the podcast. Um, this is Gabe and Juan Carlitos. Carlitos, and you've got uh, MMA Amigos. Hasta, Catch you guys later. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. <laughs>